Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to Drew Presents with your bizoy Drew. That's a good kind of intro, right? What you guys think? I've been gone for a minute. I'm always gone for a minute. Like, I'm almost like the person at the welfare, right? Who gives you your food stamps and you never see that bitch again until six months. I don't even know if that's how it goes, but... I think that's how it goes. I've never had the privilege. I don't know if I should say call it a privilege, but I've never had the opportunity to receive food stamps. So I'm not sure, <clears throat> excuse me, how it actually works. And I feel like I need a drink of water. And maybe I should have done that before I started this episode. Um, so I've never had the opportunity to get that, to any type of public assistance. So... Not too sure how that actually works, but I just assume that you go in there, you do what you got to do, and then you don't see that person for six months, from what I've I've been told. Anywho, what's up, guys? Did you guys miss me? I need to stop. I need to stop saying that because I feel like I need to. <laughs> you guys are gonna get annoyed with me, like, boy, stop it. I'm not fucking with you. Anyway, what have I been up to? I've been up to a lot of things. A lot has transpired since the last episode. I had a whole show recorded, but I decided to scrap the whole show because I wanted to give you something fresh, something new. Nothing too long. This is literally just an update of what I've been up to, what I've been going through, just so you guys can hear my voice. Okay? <laughs> That was corny. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I don't know if I told you guys, but um, my husband and I decided to become foster parents, and we went through the whole process. Um, I will say this. I think the process was definitely something that was annoying. Definitely was annoying. They definitely got all in your business. They need to ask all these personal questions. Number of interviews that are done um, to make sure. Background checks. Um, they got to make sure you have a fire extinguisher. Like all these crazy little things that you, you, it makes you wonder like, okay, so when you have a child, right? So if a woman and a, I shouldn't say a woman and a man, but if a woman naturally has a child or whoever's taking that kid home, why aren't all of these things checked before the child comes home? Like, you think about it. The baby is only required to go home in a car seat. How do we know you have bottles? How do we know that you have a fire extinguisher? How do we know X, Y, Z? And it's like no one investigates this? It's kind of crazy. But when a child is put into the system and someone is trying to foster and all this extra stuff, all of these things have to be in place. And <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we went through the process, watching videos, going to classes, um, all of these different type of things, and we got a placement, and we actually have had two thus far, um, and obviously you can't go into detail about the cases or anything like that because it's confidential. Um, I'll just say the two kids we had, one was a boy, one was a girl, um, they both were lovely but I will say this I think that I was more attached to the boy I guess because I was I'm a boy right I'm a guy 
I think the girl had a little bit more attitude and a little bit more spice. I will say they both were like babies. Well, not babies. They were toddlers. They were under the age of two. <laughs> um, and they both were a joy. Like, they both really were a joy, I can honestly say. And taking them to daycare and, you know, feeding and bathing. And it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. So I, I really didn't have time to record this show because... Um, I had that going on. Um, I did get a chance to do my cousin's podcast um, one day, and I squeezed that. And I'm like, damn, I didn't have even done my own podcast. So I was able to uh, do my cousin's podcast. And check his podcast out. It's on all streaming services. You don't have to be rude. Um, it's a really good listen. And I think I'm on the episode. This is the third episode that's out for him right now. It's such, I'm, I'm jumping topics. But... It's the third episode. I'm on that episode. If you would like to listen to it, please go listen to it. We're talking about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. You young people might not know what that is. That's uh, salt and pepper. But anyway. <clears throat> so yeah, going back to the process. Um, they both were a joy, like I said. And I learned a lot during this process. And I'm tired. I'm not going to even lie to you. I'm tired. So as of right now, there's no children here, which is... I don't want to say amazing, but it is amazing. Because I think that, I guess, I understand why parents need breaks. And obviously, we're a two-parent household, so it's a little bit easier. Like, one can do this, one can do that, one can prepare the meals, one could feed. So I'm I'm definitely grateful that I do have someone that's here to assist. I don't know how single mothers do it. I think it's one of the hardest jobs in the world. Um... I'm going to tell you guys, one of the most challenging things for me was the ability to just run in the store and get what I have to get. I missed it so much. Like, now you have this car seat, you have a bottle, the baby, you take them in the store, they're trying to touch every damn thing. You're like, no, you can't touch that. Stop. Don't do this. So I, I literally was in the store for almost 30 minutes and had a panic attack. Like, I was ready to get the hell out of that damn store. And I've never really... <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time in stores. So, for people that personally know me, they always say, well, Drew is so quick. And he's like, he's so fast. And even my husband, I told you, one time we went <laughs> we went into the store to get sneakers for our nephew. And they didn't have the sneakers. So, I walked out. And he's like, well, damn. Like, you just walked the fuck out. The sneakers weren't there. What are we waiting for? I'm confused. Now, had there been a child there with us, it probably would have been a whole totally different situation. Okay, let's look for another pair, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. But because I'm so used to being free and it's just me and him or just me by myself, it's easy for me to just keep it pushing and, and not worry about, okay, I can't do this or I can't do that. So I think that was probably the most challenging part was having this little person that's in the car seat and you're driving by yourself and you got to get gas, but you got to run in the store, but I can't get really run in the store really quick because I got to take you out the car seat, unbuckle you. Then you're going to walk in the store. Of course, you're probably going to touch every goddamn thing. <laughs> so it's just a lot that goes on. And I'm pretty sure if you're a parent, you understand. Um, so yeah, um, it's, it's, that's what's been going on and that's what's been eating up my time. And that's what's, that's why I haven't been able to give you guys a show, but 
it's so rewarding. Um, you know, I will say this as well. We did have the opportunity to take a child that um, was probably going to be placed for adoption. Um, but, you know, some things happen and, you know, we opted not to, to go that route um, just for personal reasons. It's something that's something that's very near and dear to my house, to my heart is going through this process was to um, foster any child that's in need, right? So that's my that's always my goal. Any child that's in need, I definitely want to be able to help and assist. And in the state that I live in, um, reunification is always the goal. Um, and obviously, when we say reunify, is basically for the child to go back to their parent. So whatever is going on with that parent, hopefully they're able to get um, themselves together and then they're able to take their child back. In some circumstances, that reunification is not able to take place. So then what happens is that child may eventually be eligible to become adopted. So in this case, this child was more than likely going to be eligible to be adopted. So we would have had the option to potentially do that. Um, but again, we just we opted not to. So I say all of that to say this. When... When I said something, <clears throat> not when I said something, when I decided to do this or when we decided to do this, you know, there's so many children that are brown that look like me, you know what I'm saying, that are in the system that get overlooked so many times. So for me, it was always a priority that if it was going to be something that was going to be long term, I wanted that child to look like me and not me look for an, or get another child long-term that doesn't look like me and I'm going to adopt them. So for me, it's very important to to uplift black men or black people, I should say. Um, and I feel like, I, I don't know if that's my, if that's my destiny, but I feel like, you know, statistics shows that a lot of black men don't don't evolve in life, you know what I'm saying? Or they get to a certain point where they they stop or they're unable to be successful. And for me, I want to be able to help in any way possible. So whether that meant if this is a black child that's coming to me that's with me for six months or that's going to be with me forever or that's going to be here for only three weeks or whatever the situation is, if in any way I can help, that's what I want to do for my people that look like me. Um, and eventually I do want to, uh, to look into potentially taking an older child that's, you know, like maybe 14 or 15. And again, who looks like me, that just needs some help or that needs some, some guidance along the way. Cause sometimes, you know, you, you read some of these stories and this is very public information. I don't know if any of you guys know, but you go to adoptuskids.org and there's like children on there that you know they have like little um, bios about them and what they're looking for and future families and people that's looking to adopt and a lot of them just want a family because a lot of times like I, and I we're, I don't want we're so removed I guess because you have your own situation going on um, you think oh okay well the child's in foster care they age out they move on with life and they do what they have to do. But then you think about it, like a lot of us are afforded 
families. Like we have families to go to for Thanksgiving or we're able to call up our parent and say, hey, mom, what do you think about this? So if this child was in group homes and now they're 20 something years old, you know, it could be it could be difficult for that child or that now adult to be like, damn, I have no family. So when I saw some of those, I was like, wow, it's like it's important. And I think it's it's I think I want to say it's my calling. I almost feel like it's my calling. So, you know, once I get some more experience under my belt and some things are happening and moving and shaking, I definitely want to explore that. I definitely want to explore that for sure. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys like a really quick update. That's what we've been up to. That's what I've been up to. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, still working at the same place. Got a raise. <laughs> so that's always helpful. Um what else is going on? I don't really know. <laughs> I will say this. Last thought before I go. When you see some of these cases and you hear the stories and you... Again, I have to be like very selective on what I say. When you hear some of these stories, I will say this. From what I've... From the... I don't want to say instructions. Damn, think of the word, Drew. Get it together. <laughs> the training. But the training that I've had, I what I will say is that it has taught me to not be so judgmental against people. So I'm just going to give you guys a quick example. So let's just say me, Drew, is addicted to some type of substance, right? And then my child gets taken. And now I'm trying to do my best to get my child back and do what I have to do. I think a lot of times people would just write me off because, oh, Drew lost his child because he was on drugs. Now, when you look at it, right, when you see that on paper, yes, that looks terrible, right? Like, oh my God, I can't believe that. But once you get to know somebody, what is this person's background? What type of opportunities did they have? Was that person also in foster care? You know, a lot of things comes into play. So it taught me that you can't just judge people because it's in black and white or because someone tells you this is the situation and this is what's happening. So I think that we have to be slow to just being so judgmental about people that are losing children or to the foster system or even people that are just fucking assholes for no reason. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a reason that they're an asshole. Doesn't mean they should continue to be an asshole, but I think we need to break down that wall, if you care, just to see, you know, what's actually going on and how you may be able to be um, a light in their life. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully so. So, yeah, I'm going to end it at that. Um, Next week, I'm going to come back with some topics and give you guys some chatter to talk about. Um, Again, I appreciate you guys for listening, and I appreciate you guys for saying, Drew, where's these damn shows? Where are they at? Don't play with me, bro, boy. So again, yeah, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you guys next time on Drew Presents, where our connection continues to connect.